Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Welcome back. Yes, Brian. Welcome back. That is right. It feels like freaking what a half a week, and it already feels like two freaking weeks since it, we've been it on does here. Feel so, like it's been a minute. Yeah, seriously, it really, really does. Well, because if you guys have not heard our announcement uh, that was made um, just a couple days ago, um, you guys know that we are now. I guess you can say going through a a different system here when, on uh, on Ruthless Talk, at least for the time being. Uh, for those of you guys that didn't catch the announcement that's on Instagram as well as uh, announcement on our Facebook group, if you haven't seen that, you can go check that out. Um, moving forward, guys, this is going to be a different style of review. Yes, we're going to talk about AEW, which is going to, of course, today is Thursday. It's going to be all about AEW, and we'll sprinkle in some NXT uh, if there is time to. Um, and, of course, we're going to save WWE, SmackDown, as well as Monday Night Raw for Saturday. That is going to be this weekend. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. The reason for it, guys, and again, if you didn't check out the announcement, it, it's no secret. And Brian and me and you, have we've talked about this and we've discussed this with this change and everything. It's just, man, these reviews, it, it legit feels like a chore. It really, like reviewing a show from top to bottom, both, both WWE and AEW, man, just for the yeah. last several months, ever since we've started this, it just feels like a chore. And to be honest with you, for those of you guys who are watching to me, and as well as for Brian, I can speak for him as well, is that it just, you know, for you guys that watch this, you guys deserve for better than us reviewing a two minute match that doesn't even fucking mean anything. And that's fucking irrelevant, you know, yeah, and we want to sure. give you guys the main storylines. Again, I use storylines very, very, very loosely the feuds, the matches that got that people are talking about and the, and that people want to talk about. And we're going to give you guys that. So we're not going to give you a full show review, but we're going to pinpoint the main feuds and the matches and all that stuff that you guys are, are expecting for us to talk about and want to hear us talk about. And so for that first step is going to be AEW's collision, which was this past Saturday. We've been putting it on hold for quite some time, and now we are going to get into it as well as AEW Dynamite, which was last night. If you are expecting a Monday Night Raw review from this past Tuesday, of course there was no Monday Night Raw review. You have to check that out this coming Saturday. We will talk Monday Night Raw, all the stuff that happened um, on, on Monday night, and was as well as we will talk Friday Night SmackDown and the top five wrestlers of the week and that whole full jazz there um, for that Saturday show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And of course, there's going to be a money in the bank, good in the bad and the ugly. That is going to be coming up Sunday, July 2nd. Sunday, July 2nd is our review for that pay-per-view. So make sure you guys hit that notification bell, stay notified and stay tuned for all of that. So with all of that being said, let us dive into AW Collision. Like I said, we kind of put it on hold for the past couple of days and let's dive straight into this. So before we talk about the first topic here, let, let me talk about the show overall, because there has been a lot of noise about this AW Collision show. And of course, it's the premiere show. Everybody's talking about it, of what it could be, what it's going to be. Let me say this, and, I, and I'm going to get to you, Brian, in just a second here, because I know there's a lot that you want to say as well, as well as AW Dynamite, especially of what we saw last night. Here's what I'll say about, about Collision. 
this past Saturday was a fun show. It was fun. It was decent. I'll even give you a good. If you are a fan out there that thinks that this show was good last night, I'm not going to I'm not going to second guess you. I'm I'm not going to argue with you. Last night was fun. It was good. Saturday night. And it was solid. It was a decent, good flowing show. I'll admit it, right? But here's the thing too, Brian. There is a lot of fans, especially in today's today's world, that want to blow shit out of fucking proportion about saying this show was tremendous. This show was great. This show was perfect. Guys, stop. Like, well, who were we saying? Guys, there were shows in the Attitude Era that weren't even that, weren't even like freaking near perfect. Like, like you can't get better than perfect. Guys, I'm going to whisper in this microphone. You can't get better than perfect, bro. Like, what? Like, where's the, per- how can you go over and perfect? If that was perfect, Brian, this past Saturday, then fucking a man like <laughs> like what do you recall freaking the bloodline oh, no. storyline that's been going 17 on or whatever for, right exactly everything yeah. right if that was great or fantastic or tremendous then my god your bar is freaking low if you want to like something that's fine like i just mentioned the show was fun the show flowed very well but guys here's another concept going bowling every six months with your friends is fun Right. Going to a freaking strip club with also your friends every other Saturday or whatever, going to see some how you doings over at the local strip club. That's fun. You know, fun. That's right. Fun can only get you so far. Right. But it's the captivation, the intrigue, the investment. What about this show this past Saturday got you that intrigue to want to watch next week? CM Punk. He goes out there, he says a few words, he makes some social media jabs at the Young Bucks. You know, any, it's not like anything that we've ever heard before. He cuts a decent to good promo, I'll admit. And he has a six-man tag, just another six-man tag that we've seen on any other Dynamite show. And the show just goes off the air. And, and I'm thinking, what is terrific about this show there's nothing about this show and i'm speaking highly about this especially with wwe shows in the past nothing about this show is going to make you want to watch next week and it's not going to make you want to tune in next week it just doesn't and that's why it got the rating that it got because the ratings came out uh, just yesterday and guys they didn't even crack what i believe the rating was eight hundred and sixteen thousand in viewership man that's well, James, it's on a Saturday. And I'm also hearing like, oh, well, not bad for a Saturday show. So so let me get this straight. These same AEW fans, these wrestling fans claim that CM Punk is a humendous, uh, humongous draw that he's going to bring all of these freaking fans in. And now all of a sudden an 800,000 viewership is just acceptable. Like, where's the fucking bar? I was told that this dude was a draw. I was told that this dude was going to bring in fans. He was going to bring in ratings. Where's it coming from? <laughs> and, and guys, and if this is the formula, if this is the, if this is the vicious cycle, don't be shocked if this number stays the same or it continues to drop from week to week, because that's sure. what AEW has been missing week after week after week and that is a show that doesn't make you you know want to tune in but you need to tune in there's nothing about this show freaking what what else freaking miro he beats tony niece okay good to see miro 
But what about Miro and Tony Nese in this match that I would want to go back and watch and go witness? The answer is nothing, right? The, the six-man tag. Like, it, it was just another six-man tag. Let's not blow this out of the fucking water. And this is the greatest technical six-man wrestling match that you've ever seen in your life. Stop it now. You're <laughs> bullshitting me and you're bullshitting yourself. And then Punk, he comes back. He says some few words. He makes a few disses talking about freaking, you know, selling out arenas across the country. And he freaking... He keeps referencing, tell me when I'm, you know, tell me when I'm telling lies or whatever, right? He's, you know, he, and he, he, he makes a few pipe bombs, you know, just, just a decent little promo. And he has a decent little tag match. Like where this dude has been out for nine months and that's, that's what we got <laughs> this big return. And he just comes back to just say a few words. Look at me. I'm CM Punk. I'm good on the microphone. And he is. But, and then he has a six-man tag, and then we just go off the air. Good night, everybody. And this is what I was afraid that was going to happen, that yeah. they hit a base hit, Brian. They got a nice, solid base hit. It was nice, solid contact. But what this show needed to do was hit a freaking home run out of the fucking ballpark. That's what they needed to do. And they came nowhere close to doing no. that. Before I go any further, Brian, I'm going to have you I'm, I'm going to have you get your thoughts in uh before I before I go any further. Your thoughts about overall this AEW, this premiere show of AEW Collision this past Saturday. Yeah, so, you know, debut show um uh I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like you said, you know, I'll give a couple of shout-outs, you know, what just little things. Um I, I thought the, I liked the intro song to the show itself. I mean, that was pretty, pretty good. It just, it felt like it fit. Um, uh, and, and Nigel McGuinness, I, I know, um, you know, I, I don't know how many people might may be aware of him or, or not, but, um, you know, if I'm being honest, I've had to go back and watch some of his stuff because he, you know, I believe I, I want to say around like 2004, five, six, somewhere in there, you know, he was in the, the Ring of Honor days, the NXT days. So, um, you know, he's had his feuds with Danielson and Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins and any top star right now in the business, you know, he was in the ring with them and they were all, you know, cutting their chops together. And, you know, just listening to what the wrestlers say, you know, they say this guy was was the one, you know, or, or one of the ones um, that he was that good, you know, just he was made for the wrestling business. Um so, you know, I, I thought it was a, a nice little, you know, thing to get him back out there on commentary. Um, you know, you know, maybe go check out some of his stuff. I mean, he, he did put on some some really good stuff. You know, we're going back, what, 15, 20 years now. Um, and unfortunately, due to injury, you know, his career was cut short. But uh, so overall, you know, I, I like that. It was cool seeing him out there. Um, and of course, you know, th this night was about CM Punk. It was about the return, being in Chicago, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's he's magic on the microphone. I mean, was this his best promo? No, but I mean that his his um his character, his his, you know, whether it's amped up or how much is Phil Brooks and how much is CM Punk and whatever. Um, I dig it because you know when he when he says things like you know tell me when I'm telling lies like he ain't lying like you, you may not like the way he delivers it or whatever he, he may be too outspoken for you and he, maybe he is a prick at times I'm sure he is um, but I don't know man <laughs> I've always dug CM Punk 
But yeah, overall for this show, uh, Miro, again, like you mentioned, um, it was good to see, really good to see Miro back. Um, I mean, yeah, it's simple, simple booking just to, to come back and put him in a, you know, a couple minutes squash match, you know, more or less. Um, where does he go from here? I, I hope somewhere, because God damn it, like we've been clamoring for him for shit. What's it been a year now? It, it has to have been a year since he's been. Yeah, pretty close to a match. year, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Um as far as as far as a uh, collision overall, and whether you can make excuses or or, or not, like yeah, I don't. So debut show eight hundred fifteen thousand, not good. I mean, if that's if that's your starting point, then mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know I I don't know. Um, that's right around what Dynamite's pulling in, maybe even a little less. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I hope they, you know, they they turn this into a you know a, a legit. Uh, you know, if, if you compare it to WWE, you know, this would be the SmackDown of of AEW or whatever. Well, I mean, SmackDown right now and WWE is the the best show. So does does this show get there one day? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I I, I, do, I do think like and I had this this thought from the jump. Um, you know, you can make the argument of well, if it's that that captivating, you know, people are going to watch. But I I don't understand why they picked us a, a Saturday night to begin with. Um, that being said, I, I'm not you know my you know early twenties, mid twenties. That that was twenty years ago for me. So I don't I don't really know what the the you know. 20 to 25 year olds are doing on a Saturday night. But I would say even for me back then in the attitude era, if you had to put that on a Saturday night, I probably wasn't going to be watching yeah. not that much. Exactly. At least. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where you go with that. Um, but overall decent show. Um, glad punks back. <laughs> you know, I don't mind the, the little, <laughs> Because, it, it, like, if you're going to choose sides here, are you, you you team elite or you team punk? Well, I'm team punk, man. So <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed the show. Um, I can understand how casual fans just wouldn't be interested. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a Saturday night. And we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. But uh, glad glad punk's back overall, for sure. Yeah, and that's the big thing about this too is is this being on a Saturday night. You know, it's not like this is a Monday night. It's not like this is a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. This is a Saturday night show. Yeah. So for you to put this on a Saturday night from eight to ten, right? And and you put out this type of product to where okay, it's fun, right? It's fun if nothing else is freaking on television. <laughs> if, if I want to just watch television to watch some good wrestling action, well, boom, AEW Collision is your show. Yeah. But that can only get you so far, man. This show can only get you so freaking far because, like you said, man, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to watch something else than besides just 
just a good wrestling show. Or not even just the fact that it's a Saturday night at eight to ten o'clock. You're you're out having yeah. dinner. You're at the at the bar. Exactly. At the, I mean, whatever, as soon as I heard, know? yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it it couldn't. It's not even just watching anything on television. People could be going out to freaking nightclubs. They can be going out to yep. freaking sporting events. Whatever they want to do. So if you're gonna put this show on a Saturday night. You gotta freaking go all in. No pun intended <laughs> yeah, to the freaking yeah. pay per view this coming this coming August. But that's what you gotta do. You can't just please your niche your niche audience because not only that you're gonna you know your niche audience is gonna slowly start to fade away. Why? Because there's nothing about the show that's gonna make them want to tune in next week. Be like, oh, oh snap! Like there's because there's here's the thing too, and this is wrestling as a whole, right? You know, people want to make the, the the excuse about oh like about YouTube and streaming services but guys it's it's there's just no fear of missing out anymore there's just not yeah. i mean i'll i'll yep. use a perfect example aw dynamite last night guys after the adam cole and mjf segment i did not watch a single minute of the second hour legit i, I i'm not i'm legit being dead serious i watched everything else on YouTube, not because I prefer to watch it on YouTube, you know, right? Not because of any any other bullshit that people want to make excuses. No, it's because I had no fear in missing out on anything. I watched the highlights of the show. I saw Eddie Kingston and Mox face to face, which was cool for about 60 to 90 seconds. And then there was nothing really else. Just a pump up Forbidden Door that I'm sure a lot of niche fans are going to watch. But outside of that, there's nothing else. And, and that's, that's the yeah, problem. You, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, man. And that's something that I, I didn't, you know, back when I was coming up in the Attitude Era, you know. Um, yeah, it, like, if you missed it, or you, if you missed Monday Night Raw, well, then you'd have to, I mean, you you know, the internet was starting to come out. I mean, you you could, it wasn't as easily accessible as it is now, but you'd have to wait to the next Monday to see the highlights, you know, of, of what had happened uh, for the most part. So. Yeah, that, that's the thing, and, and we've touched on it, but you just hit the nail on the head, man. There's no fear of missing anything. Um, and even exactly. for me, I, I don't either. I know, I mean, I, I don't watch most of these shows live. I record them and then watch them back, and um, if it is something I missed, I can go look it up on the internet. And um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you can, I mean, long gone, you're, you're not going to pull in six seven eight nine millions um and i would venture even to no, say I mean, that's I, I oh that's know. gone no could, could oh, you even no, do no. like a, a three million in this day and age I, I don't even know if you could do that um so yeah it, it's just the <laughs> the state of society that we're in like i mean there's in any kind of entertainment uh, um and it, it, anymore like yeah there's no there's no fear of missing out on anything because you can always mm -hmm. Catch it on video, catch it taped, catch it a clip of it, you know, whatever. So, mm -hmm. exactly, it is what it yeah. is. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, and, and and as far as this show is concerned, let before we get more into punk and before we get into dynamite here, I want to get into a few a few parts of this show. I'm going to start off with this TNT title match, for instance, guys. If I've said this once, I'm going to say it again. Wardlow is freaking done. What Wardlow has been done. This guy's booking has been fucking awful. For 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 the test of time, I want to say, ever since the MJF feud that he had, that's how long ago was that, Brian? I want to say about two years, maybe even a, almost two years, year, a year and a half. Yeah, I will say a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, a year and a half, yeah. probably somewhere in that time frame, right? Ever yep. since then, there is nothing about Wardlow 
that's special, that's captivating, yeah. and that that makes you feel like he's a legit threat. There's nothing. This guy yeah. is continuing to be in the shuffle of this TNT championship. He claimed that he wanted to go after this TNT championship first before going for the world heavyweight title. And still now two years later, he's still going after it. He's still, he's winning it back. He's losing it. He's winning it back. He's freaking losing it. And guys, I shit you not this past Saturday, he fucking lost it again to a dinosaur <laughs> with that, a dinosaur that is Luchasaurus. Um, and guys, again, man, listen, and that's what I mean about title changes too, man. Nothing about these title changes mean anything. It's just like a title changes hands nowadays. You want to, you would think that it's this big moment. It's this big special moment. People are just like, oh, good for Luchasaurus. He deserves it. No, man, these title changes should be like, oh my God, like a t the title just changed hand. Like this is a big deal. No, yep. just like it's, 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 it's handing out pieces of candy. Now here, you get a title match or you get a title reign. You get a title reign. Here we go. You get a title reign. Luchasaurus. You want a title reign? Here you go. Here, Christian cage. Do you want a title reign at some point? Here you go. Uh, freaking where's a shot at Lee Johnson. Hey, you, you want a title reign too? Here's the, here's the TNT title for you. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and, and once again, we play hot potato with this fucking title. Are you fucking serious? What, what? in the fuck are we doing with Wardlow? Listen, I'm sure Wardlow is a great human being and I'm sure, and, and, and he, and I would go far to say this dude is actually a decent to good performer. But the problem is, is that Tony Khan either don't gives, doesn't give a shit or he's just that clueless of how to book Wardlow. It is one of the two because guys, I'll go as far to say this as well. The last AEW feud, like legit feud, Brian, I want to say that really captivated me in this company was MJF and Wardlow. Name me a better freaking feud. I, I, I really want to freaking know from top to bottom. I mean, maybe you can make the case for freaking for Blackpool Combat Club and the elite. I, I, I just I'm not seeing that to be. Has it been decent? Sure. But is it to that level? I'm sorry. Right. It's just not. And ever since then, Freaking, we're not so we're not even getting any semblance of great storytelling in this in in this fucking company, and with Wardlow, he just continue, the bar and the standard is just getting lower and lower and lower. Listen to the crowd as well. Listen to when his his reaction with the feud with MJF versus now. You it it is like it, it is like a freaking. It's nowhere near compared to where it was a year and a half ago or a year ago. Yeah. It's nowhere yeah. close because no one cares about this dude anymore because Tony Khan has, has de just diminished this fucking guy and, and this TNT title can join, can fucking join him in that same class, in that same category. It is fucking ridiculous. Oh, but James, yeah. the match was really good. Okay. I said this show, the, the entirety of this show was good, but guys, nothing about the match that I will go back and watch. And I'm not going to remember this fucking match probably from a year or two from now. That's just a legit fact. If you're, you're if you're lying, time. if you're, if you're saying that I'm wrong, you're lying to me and you're lying and bullshitting to your fucking selves. That's just that. That's just it, man. Brian, your thoughts about this TNT title match here. With, yeah, with so well, I'll just get specifically into Wardlow, man. And yeah, you're right, man. Um, so just just given the year and a half, right, or, or whatever it's been since he had that feud with MJF, like you've had this dude drop the title and win it back numerous times, which is bad enough. Um, you've put him with Arn Anderson. You've cut his hair. 
you had the weird angle with his father deal. Like, yeah, like all this stuff in the last year and a half have, yeah, um, no, he doesn't feel special. Nobody cares. The title is meaningless. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where you go from here with him, but oh, yeah, just with everything, it just seems like they're throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks and and this title yeah i i I don't even know what this title it's obviously not supposed to be special or um (laughs) prestigious in any way it's it's just uh you know maybe there's about two or three guys that can just are are just switching it back and forth um yeah okay yeah that's all i got to say about that um but really, I, you know, final thought here for my for my um, collision, uh, the Buddy Matthews and, and Andrade match, um, by far yeah. the best match of the night. Um, really, really good. Um, and I, I don't know, are we getting a little storyline here with Andrade and, and um, House of Black? Uh, you know, there, there's some... I guess what, what happened fun. there at the end? They like the lights, you know, they beat him down. The lights yeah, went out. So, and then he was gone. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what was it? Uh, Andrade went for a handshake to Buddy Murphy to show, and then the lights go out. All the members yeah. of House of Black are in the ring, and then they just take out Andrade. And I think the lights go out, and then and we end the segment, or we end the we we yeah. uh, we end the segment pretty much as the as the lights go so, back out. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, that was a that was a highlight of the night for me. I was I I, I dug the match. Dug the, you know again. It all hinges on if you're following up with this story. If you're mm-hmm. if you're starting a a month, a two month, a six month storyline, then yeah, I'm on board with it. If it's just some random beatdown and then he disappears and then next week there's no yeah, mention of it ever again. Like, yeah, I yeah, I mean, because here's the thing too, man. This is what I mean about this show as a whole. Was this? Well, listen, the Andre and, and even though I don't have notes on this match, I'll mention this briefly. I'll try to make this short. Andrade versus Buddy Buddy Matthews, right? Was it good? Hell yeah, it was freaking good. I mean, it's Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. This is what I expected. It was nothing more than a decent to a good match. I'll give it a good match. I'll give it more than decent. It was actually pretty darn good. Um, but again, man, that's it. And then yeah. you get a random attack from House of Black. Could this feud? With Andrade and maybe Malachi and House of Black could be fun? Sure, it could. You would think, right? You would think that this could lead to something. But is it going to? Do you trust this company that it's going to? The answer is no. And that and they do a they just do a simplistic attack. A you know what I'm saying? There was just nothing, nothing about the attack, nothing about the moment where is 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 worth even really talking about, Brian, because no one really else is is even talking about it. You know who they're talking about? A, a, a CM Punk freaking pipe bomb, uh, making fr- you know shooting shots at the freaking young bucks with low hanging like fruit. A firecracker. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, but you know what I'm saying? It's just it. Nobody, nobody's that intrigued. If people were that intrigued, man, I would hear freaking Twitter blowing up about it. I would hear all yeah. these people talking about the story and what is it leading to. Nobody's talking about it. Was it good in the moment? Was the match good in the moment? Sure. Was it good to see Biro as well last night? Absolutely. But what are these dudes doing that's making you want to be intrigued? Well, James, I'm intrigued for next week. Okay, good for you. You're probably part of this niche audience. But guess what? Not everybody is. 
And that's why freaking AEW cannot pull in 900,000 over a million plus in ratings because there's no FOMO. There's no fear of missing out. And that's just it, man. You may be part of the niche. You may rep, you may rep all the AW merch, the hat, the t-shirt. You may be the biggest freaking mark on this freaking planet, but it doesn't freaking matter. If you're, if you want, if you're going to look yourself in the mirror, you need to say this is that like, as much as you want to defend this company till, till the freaking cows come home, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, is this, is this show getting any better? right? Is this show near perfect? Be honest with yourself. The answer is no, it's not. I can name a few other dynamite shows. Hell, over the past three to four freaking years since it started compared to this collision show, it's not even close. Was the show consistent and flowed well? Yeah, absolutely. But that's it. better it. be for your debut show. <laughs> be. Exactly, for your debut show, right? That's what I'm saying. It, then that's what I'm saying. And then people, yeah. again, want to lower their bar to where, like, oh, don't worry, Punk is going to draw, right? And this is where I go back to CM Punk in, in this in this case, you know. And, I mean, listen, the six-man tag, I'm not even going to bother wasting about the six-man tag. The six-man tag was just the six-man tag. You know, Punk and FTR, they go off the, they go off the, the air on the hard cam and they're celebrating the middle of the ring. Simplistic that you would just, a simplistic ending you would see at a house show. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, but Punk, it's just like, you know, you hear the talks, oh, don't worry, Punk is going to draw. Punk is, is best for AEW. Punk is going to, it makes AEW better. Okay. 816,000 viewers? Come on, man. But, oh, but for a Saturday night, that was really good. So what the fuck is it? Is he a draw? You're telling me now you've lowered your bar to where 800? Right, right. Not bad. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, he, is he a draw? Is he not? Is 800 legit the ceiling? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. my God, man. It's just like people, like you got to read the fucking room, man. I mean, first, impre- what I've always said this before. In professional wrestling, and, and I'm going to get back to your thoughts, Brian, and, and this overall thoughts of, of this collision, because I do want to get to Dynamite in just a second. First impressions matter. This guy has been out for, what, nine months, Punk? Uh, and he comes like that, back. Yeah. It's the same CM Punk. Oh, it's the it's the Punk that we all know and love, right? But you would think that this dude, right? He he got his he got all of his ducks in a row. He's got a steel. He wanted a he wants a feud with Samoa Joe, and that still could happen. Who knows? You know, he's got all of his ducks in a row. He's talked to Tony Khan. They've worked out something out. You would think that over the span of that six to nine months that he's been away, if he's if the plan was for him to come back, is to really get people captivated from the jump. Not for him to just go out there, say a few words, make some diss to the bucks, some low-hanging freaking fruit. Was it a good promo? Of Yes, it was. It's CM Punk. He always lights up the microphone the way he does. And then have a, a simplistic six-man tag. That's not going to cut it. It's not yeah. going to cut it. Do not be shocked if this stay if that 800,000 in viewership is going to stay where it is or better yet or hell even worse. It's going to get lower. It's going to get lower because even the niche fans if they're being honest with themselves to say there's no fear in missing out. Because once, because what you, you know, what you're also going to see next week, you're once again going to see FTR, you're going to see Punk, and you're and, and my and you throw freaking what was it, Ricky Starks, and maybe some other people that I'm forgetting in a freaking eight man tag. So the same freaking tag that you saw this week, you're going to see it once again next week on Collision. 
Yeah. Tell me where I'm telling lies, bro. Punk punks what <laughs> right? Tell me where the lies are coming. You may think I'm an asshole. You may think I'm being harsh. Well, guess what? I'm an honest asshole. I'm a fair asshole. I, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's just, exactly. it, it is what it is, man. You may not like what you're yep. hearing, but it's the honest truth, man. And that's all it is. Brian, your final thoughts about, well, your thoughts about Miro, since I know you haven't spoken about Miro yet and your thoughts, your overall thoughts, final thoughts about AW collision, the premier show as a whole. Uh, so yeah, Miro, um, yeah, again, good to, great to see him back. Um, we'll see where he goes storyline-wise and, and creative and, and all that stuff. Um, again, we've talked about him for, for a fucking year. Well, I guess since we started this podcast, but, you know, he was out well well before that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's a guy where, I mean, he, this guy was a star at WWE, and they kind of fucked it up there with the whole Lashley and... and that whole oh, God. <laughs> his last storyline there. Oh God, that was horrible. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying then, very yeah, hard so to forget over, that. He comes over to AEW and makes himself into, you know, he started out with the best man gimmick or whatever it was. But once he tar- turned into the redeemer, man, like he was bigger than he ever was, man. And so God, I, I hope he can get back to that level. Um, but it's going to depend on booking. So we'll see. Uh, and, and as far as the show goes, yeah, it was entertaining. It was a nice little first show. Um, if you're <sighs> so right now, again, as far as viewership wise, you're you're right in the same ballpark as Dynamite. So again, exactly. this yeah. just we just have two Dynamites here essentially, and. Mm-hmm. Take your pick of, you know, I don't know, but we'll see how it is going forward. Like I said, I'll, I'll give it, you know, a month or two, I'll give it two months, you know, to see how storylines are developing, but, um, overall decent first show. Um, and to segue into that, to, to dynamite, man, this is why there's so much hesitation because the dynamite show to follow, man, this was fucking garbage. All up and down. I mean, sloppy botches. Like mm-hmm. it, it just—it was ugly. It was ugly. So I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it's funny you mentioned dynamite because guys, like you know, don't take my word for it about where AEW Collision could be heading. Look at AEW yeah, Dynamite right now. I know. They have which guys their first episode of Dynamite four years ago. They hit over a million. It was 1.4 million in viewership. And ever since then, they have been messing in the 800s. They were they started off in the 900s and then they went down to the 800s. Hell, they've gone down to the 700s at times. They have lost, guys, over half of their fucking audience. You're telling me the way that AEW Collision can't fall in the same boat? Look at Rampage. Rampage is so damn pathetic. They might be taken off the network. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you can only get, you can, good professional wrestling, just good competitive wrestling can only get you so far. And that's it. This, and that's what this show was last night. Was it fun for what it was? Yeah, absolutely. But are you fear of missing out of what's, what's to come next week? The answer is no. The answer is no. Um, And and, like guys, because again, I'll go through this freaking. I'll go through the show. Freaking Punk makes some words and he has a six man tag. 
okay, great. Freaking, <laughs> right? Freaking a TNT title match. Another title change that we see on a Dynamite show. Oh, wow, great. An- another match that I'm probably gonna for- not going to remember for a year, a year from now. Miro makes his in-ring return. Great to see Miro. And I hope there's something with him moving forward. But it was, you know, he, he's in the ring with Tony Nese. Nothing really, nothing really leads to, no, we don't know what, what's going on with Miro, right? And, yep. and then you have what? It, there was a women's tag match with the Outcasts and Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. I thought the Outcasts were supposed to be this dominant faction that we're supposed to take seriously. And they're losing to Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. So in a simplistic, another simplistic tag match. Okay. There's that. And, but again, Buddy Matthews and Andrade. Okay. Probably the best match of the night, probably the best part of the show, I would say. But, you know, if I'm going to praise that, then my God, am I lowering my freaking bar? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's your show. Yep. Good wrestling fun for what it was. That's a W collision. You know, I'll give you that. But if you think that I'm going to lower my bar to say that this is great, this is perfect, this is tremendous. CM Punk is a you know is a draw, and it's like the his promo was incredible. Stop! Like we gotta stop busting a freaking load over the bare minimum this company gives us, man. It, it's just it, it's ridiculous. It's one thing to like something. You can like it. I liked the show last night. I'm not even saying the show was bad. You would think that I'm saying the show is bad, you know, because, you know, but again, guys, I'm not, not saying it was bad. It was a good show, but it could be better. And is it going to get better? Well, they're not giving you a reason to believe that. Right. Look at AEW Dynamite. Look at Rampage. Slowly, they're either staying the same or they're losing numbers and they're losing ratings. It's one of the two. And that's it. You may not like that. It's just the freaking honest truth. But we'll talk more about AW Collision moving forward. Um, every Thursday night or every Thursday episode, we will talk AW uh, Collision. There'll be another show once again this coming Saturday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for our thoughts for this coming Saturday show next week um, when we talk AW Collision. So let's get into AW Dynamite from last night. And Brian, you, you hit the nail on the head when you first mentioned freaking AW Dynamite. I mean, I legit, guys, have the only notes that I have about the show is the concession stand match, which again, same same way that I talked about collision. It was a fun, entertaining match for what it was, right? But that's it. That's legit it. Um Chris Jericho challenges Sting to a six-man tag at Forbidden Door um, just to see Sting and, and Chris Jericho in the same ring. I mean, if that, I mean, if you like Chris Jericho and Sting, they're icons. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, Eye of the Beholder. And then you had Adam Cole, you know, and, and MJF in another segment. You know, they're talking a bunch of crap. Actually, the segment was, you know, again, decent. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. And now they're playing the can they coexist game because they're a part of this whatever, uh, what is it called, Brian? A, a, a blind tag team tournament because they're just picking random numbers out of a hat. That's like every single time they try to freaking, you know, every single time there's a title change. Oh, who's next up on the list? Oh, it's freaking Luchasaurus, right? We just pick names out of a hat. Who's the next person to get a title opportunity? Uh, this person, uh, this person. So that's kind of freaking fitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then guys, after this, after that, I have no notes. I, I legit have none. I know like, you know, Okada, 
and 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 Brian Danielson being in the same ring. Okay, again, if you're a niche fan, then you must have busted right. a freaking load for that, you know. And again, it was it was you know it was fine. Again, I'm not going to compare that to like face offs between freaking The Rock and freaking Stone Cold, or freaking Hulk Hogan and freaking you know freaking The Rock or whatever. If, you know, yeah, it's right. Like freaking Shawn Michaels. And, and The Undertaker, Triple H and The Undertaker, freaking Randy Orton and Johnson. Like, guys, I can go on, man. Like, yeah. please stop. Um, and that's it. Eddie Kingston said some words. He had a good face-off, a cool little face-off with Mox. And I mentioned this last week. If you want to give me just Eddie Kingston and Mox, I'm all for that. You got a glimpse of that for about 60 to 90 seconds. And then what's an easy way to just get everybody uh, some TV time? Let's throw everybody out to the ring. Come on out, Yuta. Come on out, Claudio. Come out out, Brian Danielson, Okada, freaking all these people, right? That that's that's what we do, you know. And that, that that's just AEW shtick. You, it's funny. You saw that at the beginning of the night, right? Freaking Punk, everybody just just comes into the ring after a tag match with the Hardys and the Guns. I want to believe you had Black, you had yeah. Bullet Club Gold come out there. You had uh, what was it? Starks come out for a save. Then you had FTR come out for the save, and then you had CM Punk miraculously come down and then finally that's when all the heels just decided okay i'm done and i'm just gonna walk up the ramp and then punk says some more words challenging them to an eight-man tag uh at collision this saturday guys where like where do i begin man it's just i i can i I feel like i'm gonna say the same thing as collision (laughs) i mean was it entertaining at times okay but guys like what about this show is making you want to watch next week's Dynamite. Again, if you're a part of a niche audience and say like, oh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Forbidden Door. I'm going to watch all of it. Good for you. But not everybody, my man, has the same thought process as you. That's just it. You know, I, I don't know how to be more clear than that. I mean, Jeff Jarrett and Mark Briscoe was fun for what it was. You know, Jericho and Sting face-to-face was fun for what it was. It would probably be more fun if they were in their freaking prime. I'm just saying prime Chris sure. Jericho and Sting. I mean, hell yeah. I'll freaking watch that any day of the week. I mean, it's still cool to see them out there, but like I said, it was fun for what it was in the moment, but that's all you got in the moment. And nothing else beyond that is making you intrigued to watch what happens next. You know, you may want to see what happens next, Brian. We, we're probably going to both watch maybe Forbidden Door if there's nothing else to watch, <laughs> right? I'll probably tune in maybe to watch the MJF Tanahashi match, you know, and maybe a few other matches, maybe Omega and Offspray. But I, do I need to see it? No, I just don't, man. There are so many things on my Saturday or my Sunday night that that would be more captivating and intriguing to do than watch this fucking shit. I'm sorry. It's just that's that, that's just it, man. Uh, Brian, I'll have you start off whatever whatever segment you want to start off. Your your thoughts. Oh, I'll have you. Well, let's start off from the beginning of the night. Your your thoughts on that opening segment to start the night off. Well, so I, I got to take this whole show because it, it, it ran through all. The, I'm just gonna kind of go ahead, man. The floor is the floor is yours. So let me let me preface this first by saying, like, I think I, I know I've watched enough wrestling, and James, I'm sure you have too. And not that like. <laughs> Sometimes I can be completely wrong and maybe I'm just being a huge mark myself and fair enough. But sometimes you get this, like, there's just a feeling an intuition where like you're watching something and you, and you like, 
you know how wrestling is and, and the storylines and how things generally go. Something feels really, really off there, man. And like, it can either, you know, conflict and whatever can either lead to something great or they're about to head down like some, like they're really about to fuck some shit up, like big time. Cause just let me go this, this whole dynamite show, right? You had like the first four segments, like opening segment, you had the guns and, and um, the Hardy boys, right? That, that was the first match. It turns into the bullet club and FTR and CM Punk. I'll come back to that. Then from there you go into seen that before. <laughs> right. Then you go into the 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 um concession stand brawl, right? And mm-hmm. to go back there, like for like it seemed like a minute, minute and a half, and I could yeah. be wrong. They're just kind of standing there and like the ref is just kind of holding them apart because they're just they're not on the same page. It's just it's it's fumbling the it's bad production is, is mm-hmm. essentially what it is. Yeah. Um so you get there, and I'll come back to it. Then from that match, you're you're going into a backstage interview with the BCC. Commentary, fuck that shit up. Like, they were trying to send it back, and then they stayed in the ring, and then, you know, so that shit was fucked up. Then, <laughs> this is literally one after another here, guys. So then you have the Jericho, Jericho Guevara, um, Suzuki tag team match, right? Sting comes out afterwards. Darby comes out afterwards. And this is something that I've, I saw, like, throughout the show with many different wrestlers. And this is why I say, like, I don't know. Like, shit is just not gelling. And it's, it, like, you can see it. Unless we're all getting super worked, which could be the case. But, so they're having this promo. And Sting leans over and whispers something in Jericho's ear. And you can see Jericho mouth the words like, you know, he turns, looks at him, yeah. he's like, shut your mouth. And so that kind of ends, right? Then you have all this stuff with, with Eddie Kingston. And that, that promo with, with Mox at the end, the, the way I'm seeing it, just from dealing with from the, the promo that he had with the Elite earlier, again, like, Something isn't gelling. Something like because I feel, and you can see Mox saying like, "Really, you're going to do this now?" Like, kind of insinuating that, you know, he has this reputation of just fucking shit up for whatever reason. I don't know, but it just like throughout the card, man, up and down. And I know they're trying to, you know, build Forbidden Door. So there was a lot of New Japan wrestlers. Um, there was even a, a, a segment with um, with Orange Cassidy and, ah, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name, whoever he's in the, it was in the ring with, where at the end, right, he's holding on to the belt, and he's covering his mouth, and you can obviously tell he's saying something to Cassidy. And we all know Cassidy's yeah. general character and demeanor, and he just, like, snatches the belt away, like, totally just not Orange Cassidy's character, right? So mm-hmm. it's just all these things like adding up where it's like you're not on point with production. It seems like there's just this real like like bickering and and backstage politicking and and whatever it is that yeah. man like all this shit could really fucking implode. And that's like the feeling I got like throughout this whole show last night was mm-hmm. 
just nothing, nothing clicked, man. I mean, yeah, it's like, like I mentioned last week, it's great to see Kingston, but I mean, he goes out there and like insults, you know, Omega in and the elite, which I genuinely feel he feels that way. Like I, I he probably doesn't respect or I don't know. I, I, I'm sure some of it's kayfabe, but at the end of the day, like I don't know, man. Um, and then Kingston and Mox that promo, like. I, I would say if I'm giving a percentage, I mean, that was, ooh, it felt like at least 70% yeah. real. Like, like mm-hmm. something was going on there that just wasn't, wasn't the way it was supposed to go down. Right. And, and, and everything turned in, you know, from the, from the guns and the Hardys to the concession stand brawl when, I mean, I love seeing Papa Briscoe out there, but everything turned into a smudge, you know, they they weren't no, it, it just it was a clusterfuck of shit man like mm-hmm. i don't know i'll pass it off to you and I'll, I'll i'll you know get your thoughts on it but like man just up and down it, it it sucked man it sucked and it was bad and it was noticeable and so that's you know you you just come off of your your debut show of collision and now we're back into to dynamite and goddamn man if if this is if this is what we're doing, then then yeah, we're we're gonna get great matches and eight hundred and fifteen thousand viewerships and no storylines and kind of I don't know, man. People being in a story for one week and gone for a month, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I mean that's that's pretty much what dynamite is man and i was gonna reference it is it's kind of like a ticking time bomb is what freaking dynamite is starting to turn really really felt that way man yeah Yeah. um just a lot of just and and i and i saw it from i saw it from the jericho sting promo i didn't see the orange cassidy stuff i'm glad that you brought that up because i did not see that um yeah, just even yeah, even the Eddie Kingston and, and Moxley probably as much as I liked the face to face and I thought it yeah, was cool yeah, and right, right, right. a lot of stuff out of that. It's yeah, just, it's just like something that's not how it was supposed to go down. Like that's right, right. You can feel the vibe. The vibe of the yeah, and, and listen, here's the thing with Eddie Kingston too, is like he does bring a lot of realism into his promos. That's why we do like Eddie Kingston a lot. Right. Um, and he's always done that. I'm pretty sure he did that with Punk in a segment with Punk on Rampage sure. before. He, he literally legit said in his face, like, nobody wanted you here. Nobody wants you here. I legit feel I, – I legit, like, believe that he meant every single word that he said to CM Punk in yeah. that freaking – that segment not, not too long ago when CM Punk went his first run here at AEW. So, yeah, man, it's just I, – I don't know, man. And maybe it's the fact that – you know, maybe the fact because of CM, and again, I'm not blaming this on punk overall, but I'm just saying, you no. know, people, we understand that people were not happy with him being there, right? We we know that he was the one that pretty much caused, whether people want to admit this or not, whether you like punk or not, he did cause a lot of freaking controversy in that locker room. He just did. Sure. And yep. when I'm sure the talk was about, hey, Punk is coming back, get ready for it. I'm sure that a lot of people were not happy about it. They just weren't. And you can just feel the hostility. There's yeah. like that's another word I can probably I could say, Brian, is like there's a lot of just hostility, not in a good way, a storytelling way, but just real 
kind of ugly freaking, you know, hostility. So yeah. I don't know, man. This and, and that's the thing too about about Dynamite as well. You, you talked about the schmozzery of everything. Like the start of the show, it was a schmozzery. You had a tag match with the Hardys and the guns. Okay. It was what it was. There's nothing about it. Then I would want to go back and watch it guys. I, as much as I'd like the Hardy boys from the, from their, their prime in the early two thousands, there's nothing about that tag match. I'd want to go back and watch with the guns. There's no. just not. And that turns into a schmoz where it just sets up an eight man tag for collision. So if you weren't excited enough about collision from the premiere show, you get to see pretty much the same members just add another two, one to two members in there. Oh, yeah, and, you, and you yeah, have the same right. freaking with Ricky Starks. Exactly. And you have the yep. same freaking match. You had Starks and in I, there. I guess it'll be the guns and the bullet club, I guess. The, right. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. You just add one or two more other people. You're getting the same match as you did last week. So there's your first smudge. And the second one was the way it ended the night. You end the night with everybody coming out there with the BCC. You had freaking Danielson. You had freaking Okada come out there to try to at least pump something up in, with their match at Forbidden Door. The same type of schmozzery that we saw freaking last week. Freaking Kenny Omega, the Bucks, freaking Will Offspray. The same schmozzery, the same liquidating fucking cycle that we see every single freaking week. There is no creativity. There, to me, there's really no care. No, I, and, and when I'm and when I say care at this point, Brian, I'm not even saying care from Tony Khan, but I think from the wrestlers. I think the wrestlers yeah. at this point, and and you hit the nail on the head when it comes to these segments. I feel like the, the, these wrestlers are kind of just, kind of just going through the going through the motions at this point. It's just like they're just there. Like, all right, let me just get this segment over with. I'm not happy what's going on with the business right now. Let me just go through the motions. And again, that I mean. That could that you know it could be a completely different case. I understand that people may people in the back may love and respect Tony Khan. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that there's right, any right. hostility towards Tony. It's just the way that business is just being productive. And it just seems to me, and Brian, and like I said, you you hit the nail on the head. It's just people are just going through the motions in this company, and yeah. you see it. People like with uh, to me, I, I see it with Chris Jericho. I see it with people like with with Eddie Kingston. I, I see it with with many freaking people, you know. I, I just, it's just again, guys, go back and watch the show. It's just, it's everything that you need to know. You know, we're not saying this just to be assholes. We're not saying this to to get yeah. some clicks and to get some view. Like this is how we genuinely feel, and we're we're concerned about this about this company because since day one we wanted to see this company succeed. But you know, it's just. It's just how it is. And yeah. there's really nothing much I can honestly say. I, I mean, because uh, so you're so forbidden doors coming up. I mean, let, let me get to this Adam Cole situation because I feel like we haven't spoken about that sure. much yet. Because yeah. I want to get into that. Because everything else, Brian, like you mentioned, it was off. Like everything nope. was just weird. The vibes were weird. So, yeah, even the, the, the Jericho Sting face off again him whispering in the ear i did see that that whole thing that was really weird you know freaking to the schmozzery from the start to the end of the show you know and freaking um even yeah even the even the concession stand match like even as much yeah. as it is entertaining at parts it was it was just like okay it was fun for what it was but that's but that's it um but let me get to this adam cole mjf thing 
So a- apparently, Brian, there's this this blind tag title tournament. If something along those lines, right? So people, Tony Schiavone, he's backstage and he's pulling numbers out of a freaking hat or whatever. You know, it's just, it's, that's just AEW's booking of who, who's next to get a title opportunity. It's pretty fitting. And the, pretty much the headline is that MJF and Adam Cole are going to be a team. That's, that's pretty much it. So again, they're playing the, the, can we coexist story? That's pretty much what it is. Um, It's just, I just don't know what we're doing. I, I really don't. I mean, could it be funny? Could they have their moments as a team? Sure. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, this whole can coexist stuff. I feel like I've seen this. If you've seen this type of storytelling, you've seen it all when it comes to, oh, can they coexist? Can they get on the same page? It's just like, I'm sorry, man. That's just, I'm not, I'm not digging it. Just, just so not, why, um, why do we? Why do wrestling companies insist? Both, both companies, or probably more than you know, every company. Why you have tag teams there? Why are you taking what, well, no <laughs> doubt, your top star, and then one of your other top stars, and making them a tag team? Why? <laughs> I feel like they're just throwing baloney at the wall to see if it sticks at this point, you know, Brian, honestly. Like, let's just throw frickin' MJF and Adam Cole in a feud because no one expects them to be as a team. So let's see if it frickin' works instead of just building a t- – especially for titles, <laughs> right? For a tag t- – you have a tag division. Like, just put a team and a team together and just tell the story and tell it properly, man. Like, that's yeah. it. It's just it. Nothing. Nothing's cl- to me. Nothing's clicking a- at all. Like I mean, maybe there could be something with MJ. I mean, and anything MJF. This dude can turn shit. Like can turn chicken shit into chicken salad. We've always talked about that Absolutely. on this platform. And maybe yep. he'll have his moments. And I'm sure he will have his moments. Even hell, yeah, even on the microphone. Yeah, even even on the microphone. It, I thought this was the best. This was the the biggest freaking pop that got out of me throughout the whole night. It was freaking MJF screaming to Tony Schiavone. He's like, are you going to make me wrestle every week? What are you, some, some kind of sick pervert, right? Like, I thought that shit was funny. Like, you know? So clearly MJF is going to make whatever this is work. You know? And yeah. Adam Cole, I'm sure. And, and listen, props to Adam Cole, too. He'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll do his part as well. But, like, in regards to long term, like, does anybody need to see, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, I don't know. This whole yeah, coexistence thing between MJF and Adam Cole. I don't need. Like, to see why that. do they need? Right. It's just keep it as that. Like, why do they need to coexist? We know they're not going to fucking coexist. <laughs> like what? Like so what? So what? They're going to have a tag match. They're going to one person's going to turn on the other, and oh, now the freaking feud starts. What the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> Like, I why feel like couldn't the we... only time, the only time that I can remember, especially in in recent memory or somewhat recent memory, that you when you put two stars together and just made them tag champs or or just a tag team or whatever, mm-hmm. the Rock and Sock connection. That's about it, and yeah. it's because you had those two guys specifically. Like no other two people could yeah. have done that, but them too. Yeah. Team Hell, um, Team Hell No is actually a freaking team that comes to yeah, mind too. I mean, right. I mean, I, Daniel I, Bryan I wasn't and too Kane. Much into it, but I see the appeal. Yeah, 
No, yeah, I feel you. No, 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 yeah, no. And the team that you made, the Rock and Sucking, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, no yeah. that's that's another team that comes to mind too. But at least for my generation, no, my the generation of fans. I mean, Team Hell No. I mean, yeah, it's two yeah. people. It's like what Kane and Daniel Bryan. How is that going to work? That, yeah, they man, made it freaking work. The therapy was, shit, like that was good. <laughs> the therapy shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So like that's like that stuff. Like I'll take that Brian over what we would get with this because right, right. it's just. I just, I don't like, so they have a, this, they have this 30 minute plus match just for them now to team together. I, I don't understand. Oh, but James, they're going to have the rematch at at freaking what at at Wembley stadium. So, so so let me get this straight. So we're going to have, so they went 30 plus minutes and now they have to top that with a rematch. And we have to we have to expect Tony Khan to build that shit for two fucking months. Yeah, stop. Give me a break. You, right. you know, it, it's just yeah, man. This show was was just weird. I can't even say it was really bad because there's it's just so odd and off, and it was it's just weird. Yeah. Um, nothing connect. Nothing gelled. You know, at least collision gelled. At least it flowed properly. Yeah, exactly. This show didn't do any of that. Nope. I mean, guys, it was that bad to where I had to freaking – I couldn't even watch the, the tag match with Cassidy and, and Garcia and whoever else was involved. You know, I saw glimpses of the of the, the, the main event segment, which was the same schmozzery that we saw freaking last week. You know, we have another New Japan pro wrestler – Standing tall to end the night. You had Will Offspray do the same thing last week, and here's Okada doing the same thing against Brian Danielson. Yeah. But the match, James, the match is gonna be a, it's gonna be a buyer. Fucking Christ! How many times have we've heard that shit, Brian? My yeah. lord. But that's yeah. I mean, guys, I'm kind of lost for words. Um, to be completely honest with you, I mean, I I didn't bother taking notes at the the start of the show. I took notes of the Jeff Jarrett, Mark Briscoe, and then all I wrote for Jericho and Sting is that he challenged him to a six-man tag, and Sting just accepts it, and that was it. Um, and then the Adam Cole shtick with MJF. That was it. That's all, guys, that's all, that's, that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else about this show that I want to go back and watch. And I'm, and, that's, and I'm not even – and that includes MJF and Adam Cole being a team. There's nothing about that that, I re- that really gets me that – interested in this because they've already had the 30 plus minute match mm-hmm. so what else is there need to see why sure. i don't understand why nobody else in this wrestling community is getting that i yeah. i don't understand it um but that's all i got man i, I really have nothing else in, in regards to dynamite this 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 company if i had to say any final words about this about this show and this company overall they are lost like it, like it is, like it it's becoming way. even more noticeable by the freaking day. Um, ex- ever since the whole punk rumors and the announcement from Tony Khan that he's coming back, and and again, I, I don't want to put this all on CM Punk. I, I really don't. But I'm just saying the the perception of bringing this guy back, of what he, the hostility that he did create in that locker room. Because guys, whether you want to admit it or not, he did that. Right. You know, he even admitted even even the ESPN article, he said that I regret everything about that media scrum and I apologize and every, you know, and again, guys, go look up the article. That's exactly what Punk said in that article that he apologizes. He regret 
everything that transpired in that. So he knows that he was in the wrong. He knows that he created that hostility. And that's my point. And, you know, an apology on, and again, and props to Punk for apologizing, you know, for holding, you know, for holding himself accountable and apologizing. But how far is that going to get you for, you know, okay, now everything is hunky-dory. Let's bring you back. You know, it's, it's again, it's right, like a toxic right. relationship with your ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. We apologize. You know, we talked it out a little bit here and there. We had a good conversation. Oh, good, I, I'll let you back. I'll let you back into my life. It's all good. Who's to say yeah. it can't, you know, who's to say it can't, you know, you know, freaking become a disaster again. <laughs> that that's, and that's what it is, man. So, um, but that's just what I feel, man. And Brian, and, and, you know, and everything you said about this show is pretty much fitting about what this company has been um as of late you know it's just it's becoming more noticeable by the day by the week and you're going to continue to probably see it for weeks to come so brian your final thoughts about dynamite and we'll we'll try to talk a little bit about nxt before we get in or the end of this show but brian your final thoughts um about dynamite and AEW as of right um, now i'll touch on a few that i haven't um touched on uh, mark briscoe um so yeah that concession stand match and it, it, you know if you know his stuff and and his brother and you know, they they did and have done a lot of just matches like that or matches where, like, they're wrestling on their farm or whatever. And I always like to see Papa Briscoe get involved. And who did he put Lethal through the table? I mean, that was a pretty yeah. good spot. I, you know, I didn't mind that. There were some good um, spots throughout the show. But, I mean, they were, right, you know. Right. Um, I would say, like, so I guess it seems like, and I can understand why i guess if this is the reasoning you know upon briscoe coming in here you know they had they introduced him with ftr and kind of through that whole story with lethal and jared and okay you know I, I kind of expected him and wanted to see him be in some pairing with ftr you know now so last night you know it's the lucha brothers and the best friends that come down to kind of help him out um so i don't know I, I really like Mark Briscoe. I want to see him in good storylines. Um, I do understand that, like, you, you can't. And when you get wrestlers like this involved and they have that history, and, of course, they had the match with the Briscoes, the trilogy of matches, you know, you, you can't always go back to the well and keep it, you know, the same. So, you know, I, I do understand the need for change, and he can't just be always paired with FTR. You know, the best friends... Mm, Lucha Brothers, maybe. I, 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 I'm not really seeing the connection there, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, we'll yeah. see where it goes. But shout out to Mark and Papa Briscoe. Um, I guess you can well, say, I guess you can say the matches that they may, they might have had maybe an ROH, I want to say, or maybe some other like independent company maybe they've had in the past with with mark and his brother jay maybe in the so maybe there's that connection there but yeah i i don't i don't know but maybe yeah, I'm that yeah. um and, and so yeah I, I mean that's that's just one thing i you know that was a kind of a bright spot to me that again but once again it turned into a smudge at the end you know so it's just a whole lot of like i don't know everybody's and, and going it, everywhere and guys, you want to know how that match ended? It ended in the awe-inspiring, <laughs> yeah. the ultra-freaking devastating 
roll up finish. Roll right? up. And it's right. 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 You know, I mean, it's just, you know, good old freaking roll up, you know. They're, they're brawling throughout the arena. There's, you know, tables and chairs and outside interference and fucking popcorn. Right. But you know what gets the job done? The roll up. The roll God up. God forbid, finish. man. Jeff Jarrett. You know, I understand, guys, the dude's old, but I'm sure that this dude, with all the shit that he does in the ring at his age, I'm sure that this dude can just get that shoulder just a centimeter off the mat. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. It really is. But, but yeah, to, yeah. to close it out for, for my final thoughts on this, yeah, from top to bottom, start to finish, man, it just seemed like a lot of the promos, there was like, People weren't vibing with each other for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of schmazzery, a lot of production flubs. Uh, <laughs> and that's your A Dynamite show. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just to, just to you know, pump up a, a pay-per-view that's just going to please your niche audience in Forbidden Door. Yeah. Because that's just what it is, man. You know, you had, you know, talks about Okada. You had... Tanahashi on the Titan Tron, once again challenging MJF. MJF accepted because Keshta you know, is involved in the BCC. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but, and that's just what, and that's the thing about AEW. And that's why AEW guys, you know, outside of everything that we mentioned about the show, about all these wrestlers, about punk and everything else as a whole. The fact that AEW is not going to succeed is the fact that they cannot grow out of their niche audience. They just can't. If you notice, Brian, like, and this is where I once again go back to numbers, their their highest niche audience and ratings, and I've noticed this over this last span of three to four years, their highest rated niche audience is, I would want to say it's around 900, 950,000. And their Mm -hmm. minimum in that range is probably 850. So the fact that Collision... And the fact that Dynamite, as of late, has been under that number, that just tells me that not only casuals and fans outside of that niche are not just are not interested, they're not captivated, but even people in the niche audience are now starting to feel, you know, that there's no fear of missing out because you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get great technical wrestling. You know you're probably going to get, you know, whether it's freaking freaking Andrade or freaking Buddy Murphy in a, or Buddy Buddy Murphy Buddy Matthews in a match right you're you're going to get freaking who else you know freaking uh, freaking FTR in a tag match you're going to get CM Punk joining alongside them in an eight man tag right but that's it man there's nothing that they are involved in that makes you right. fear in missing out on what they're going to do next week and that that's yep. that's everything in a nutshell man and until AEW figures that out, which at this point, Brian, we're now four years into this experiment, I don't know if they're ever going to. I just think I that this is that to me, this is just who AEW is. Right. Now can and that I, change? I don't, that, sure. I don't know that Tony Khan or whoever the powers may be, I don't I don't know that they care to. You know? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I and I don't just and I don't think that they're even capable of doing so. And maybe that <laughs> and like you said, maybe that care maybe that care has just gone has just gone out the window and maybe the wrestlers have just lost hope to where man we're 3 to 4 years into this man like uh i'm just going through the motions man i'm just i'm just here so i don't get fined <laughs> right say in, the big, in the big picture the big scheme of things um you know the company as a whole is still in its infancy 
um, if you want to look at like big, you know, long term, you know, big picture. Um, and, and the one thing that AEW, as long as the cons are running it, are always going to they're always going to be bankrolled. <laughs> so, you know, in, in that aspect, like there's no fear, like, you know, with Ted Turner and, you know, like all that when they, they had to shut down because of, of ratings and money and whatever. That again, that that's not a that's not really a, a fear here, because um, it's it's you know bankrolled by the cons. Um, so exactly, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean that's as of right now. I mean until this company proves me otherwise, that's all I'm going to think of AEW as of right now is yeah. just a you know is just that niche type of fan base to where all it's about is just great technical wrestling. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's just who they are, then it is what it is. But if we're going to, if we're going to promote them, if we're going to, you know, put them in the limelight of being one of the best wrestling companies in the world, then the criticism comes along with it. Yeah. And and that's just, that's just what it is, man. So enough about AEW because I think we've said everything we need to just say yep, about yep. the show, about Collision, about Punk and everything. And we'll talk more about it next week. Before we do go off the air here, I do want to mention some things about uh, NXT, mainly about this World Heavyweight Championship match between Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker. Now, I've gotten a lot of freaking heat, Brian. I don't know if you've, I don't know if I've told you this or not about. Everything I mentioned about Braun Breaker and how the fact that Braun Breaker wrestling in this match to me is not needed because eventually he's going to go to the main roster. Eventually, at some point, he is going to face Seth Rollins probably down the road in in, in his wrestling career. Is he probably not? I, I would assume that he is, yeah, especially right. the way that they're pumping up Breaker. You know, and they're doing that because and the excuses, Brian, is exposure. Right, they're trying to expose. They want to use good exposure for Braun Breaker that he can go toe to toe with Seth Rollins, and it's going to do wonders for Braun Breaker, even in defeat. And that may be true, but here's the problem: you have a match between Braun Breaker and Seth Rollins, regardless, Brian, of how people feel about Braun Breaker, whether he's going to be a bust, whether he's going to be mid, or where they think he's going to be a top star in this industry. This is a match. The way that you're pumping up Braun Breaker down the road when he does, you know, debut on the main roster, a feud and a match leading up to it, that could be fun. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I said the same thing about MJF and Adam Cole. You waste that freaking match in the middle of a freaking of a dynamite show, and now you have them coexisting. You have them playing this coexisting game because that's the only way I guess you can go about that, whatever that story is. So why not with Breaker? You know, why have him lose to an injured Seth Rollins, by the way? This is big, you know, tough Braun Breaker, right? That's, you know, he he he's this dominant force, he's this physical freaking force. And he's facing an injured Seth Rollins. This guy, Seth Rollins, he's not physically. And I understand, guys, it's Seth Rollins. He's, the, he's one, of the best, one of the best performers in this industry right now. I get it. But the notion of the fact that Seth Rollins is injured, right? He's injured and Braun Breaker, big Braun Breaker, fresh Braun Breaker can't put him away. That To me, that doesn't really 
that really doesn't do that much for him. Does it do a little bit of exposure? Sure. But he's going into the main roster and fans are going to say, oh, didn't you lose to Seth Rollins on an NXT show a couple weeks ago? That, 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 that's the exposure. Because the exposure is not mainly going to be on Braun Breaker. It's the old college try. It's just like, good job, Braun. You, you are going to be main event ready. You're going to be main roster bound. You, this dude is ready, man. Instead of having him feel like, dude, this is Braun Breaker. Like, did you see the segment that he's in? You see how he debuted against Seth or on Monday Night Raw? Dude, I have to see what this dude does next moving forward. Instead of giving him the old college try, you went toe-to-toe against an injured Seth Rollins. You know, freaking he got his ass whooped by freaking freaking Finn Balor legit freaking 24 hours ago. Right. Like, can somebody make sense to me of that? Yes. Is it giving him a little bit of expo- exposure? Sure. But he could be getting better exposure. That's my point. Right? I'm not denying that it's not giving him exposure. But you need to give him better exposure. Put him in a segment and in a position to where people want to see what he does on the main roster. Why is Seth Rollins coming over to NXT just to just to what? To prove that he's a fighting champion? He's done everything with this World Heavyweight Championship. There's no different to when he was defending the United States Championship. It's the same character, the same shtick that he's a fighting champion. He's a workhorse. It's the same. It's the same thing. There's nothing else different. So I I, I don't. I mean, listen. This Finn. I like the way that this Finn Balor Seth Rollins is starting to could potentially lead here. Finn Balor is, you know, he's becoming a little bit more vicious. You know, Finn, I mean, it sucks that freaking Finn and Judgment Day look like freaking clowns at the end of Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to save a lot of that for Saturday when we talk Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. But it's just like, we're just accepting the bare minimum with Braun Breaker. Like, oh, like he gave the old college try. Like he went toe to toe. Like, like he's like, like, what are we doing, man? Like we could make this dude even like, worth even better we could put this in we could put this dude in even a better segment right and this is regardless of how people feel about the dude we can make this dude special and we can make the match with seth rollins that much more captivating and special down the road when you build braun breaker properly but the only exposure that braun breaker is going to get is like oh Good match, but but didn't you lost to Seth Rollins, didn't you? But you had a good match. That's the exposure instead of looking at Braun Breaker as such. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So that that's that's my take. That's my rant, if you want to call it. Brian, your your thoughts. I know you didn't watch much, or I don't believe you watched hardly anything about NXT. Yeah. But for at least from what I had mentioned here about this world title match, your your thoughts in regards to that. Yeah, and I had mentioned it even a, a week or two ago, like. You know, with Braun Breaker, like, he should have been up on the main roster a month and a half, two months ago, um, and getting his exposure that way, because he's ready. He's been ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, any whether it be a SmackDown champion or, or a Raw champion, going back down to NXT to, to defend a title, I, I've never been on board with that. It's, it's never made sense to me. Um, and especially when you've made such a big deal <laughs> – about this new championship and it's going to be the raw championship and defended on raw and great. Okay. You have a fighting champion in Seth Rollins. Okay, great. Right, so yeah. have him fight raw superstars. Why he, he doesn't need to go to NXT 
um, you know, so uh, with, with that aspect of it, that part of it doesn't make sense. And, you know, you mentioned his inj- injury, and I saw what Finn Balor did. So I, men- I imagine he probably had his what? His, his ribs taped, right? Yeah, his ribs were taped up and everything. Yeah, What's exactly. Broadbreaker's mm-hmm. finishing move? The spear. <laughs> so this guy's out here right. with broken, <laughs> right. crack, bruised ribs, whatever. Yeah. You have Broadbreaker, who is a beast, who's been ready, whose finishing move is a spear, and he can't beat him. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Oh my God, man! It's so yeah, just, it's common you, sense. It, it's it's um yeah. Th- this could have been held off, or again, Braun Breaker should already be at at on Raw or SmackDown or wherever. Mm-hmm. He should be there now. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And, but going into the Finn Balor yeah. thing, man, I'm really thinking. And I'd be on board with this. I, I really would like to see this happen. If Finn beats Seth and and Priest wins money in the bank, okay, okay. I, I, I dig that. I still, <laughs> I, I would prefer and, LA Knight you know, winning money in the bank. <laughs> but if you're going to have right. Finn and, and Priest, then yeah, I, I could dig that. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'm going to talk more about um, money in the bank and Damian Priest and all that stuff. I'll save that for Saturday. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, man, it's just here's the thing with Braun Breaker. I to, if you want to give Braun Breaker true exposure, if you're going to debut him, I would debut him the Raw after SummerSlam. That's just me because there's going to be a lot of eyeballs, especially sure. you know, SummerSlam. It's one of your bigger pay per view events. Yeah. Right, people are wanting to tune in to Monday Night After Raw. They're going to want to see if if casual fans or any fans out of the WWE niche audience that needs to tune in for for the next several weeks. So that's when I would debut Braun Breaker. If you want to have him, you know, tell a story with Ilio Dragunov. Hell yeah, I'm on board with NXT. That's his final curtain call. Even though I think his curtain call should have been the NXT title match with with yeah. Carmelo Hayes. Um, but yeah, like that's that's exposure, man. Exposure is putting Braun Breaker, you know, obviously when he's ready, of course, right? You need to know when he's ready. And we know, Brian, that with this heel character, this dude is freaking ready. Um, you you get and if you want to give him the ball, right? If that's the dude that you want to run with, awesome. Then let's see if he sinks or swims. Put him in that limelight, put him in that, you know, with the raw after SummerSlam, put him in something meaningful. If he if he if he swims, great. Let let's I'm on board on the bandwagon. Let's fucking go. If not, yeah. you go back to the drawing board. That's it, man. It's as simple as that. Yep. So, and we'll talk more about Braun Breaker uh, moving forward. And we'll talk. I mean, especially by the time SummerSlam does does come up in the next uh, in the next month or two, we're I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Braun Breaker. Is I'm sure he's going to be For making sure. his his main roster debut by then and there's going to be lots of talks about Braun Breaker so overall about NXT as, as, as we're about to close things up here man one of their better shows over the last few weeks because I will be honest with this and I'm going to end it with this you know the main roster talent like the main roster angle as of late you know like I, I just feel that you know an NXT show should never end with like a main roster angle, like a main roster story angle. You know what I mean? It's just, that's why I mentioned last week, like what is NXT? You know, is this the development? Like where are the NXT talents? You have two 
main roster talents, one of your tops talents, may I add, ending the show. So again, the show was good overall. Like I actually have no complaints about the show. Heck, even Baron Baron Corbin and freaking and Carmelo Hayes actually had a decent back and forth. Like they actually did, Brian. I highly recommend because I'm sure you yeah, haven't I've seen that yet. Go, I'm, I'm definitely checking it out for sure. Yeah, go back and watch it. I mean, the 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 freaking the back and forth was actually a decent back and forth. Carmelo Hayes, he actually uh, this was probably one of Carmelo Hayes's best segments I've seen him in, and the most feel I've had for Baron Corbin in quite some time. Um, again, it's hard to explain. I just highly recommend people watch yeah, it if yeah. they haven't watched it. So that was a big positive in this show. Um, and then obviously the, you know, you guys know the t- Tony D'Angelo prison jail freaking uh, storyline with Stax and now Galagus is involved freaking Stax freaking abducts freaking one of the members of Galagus. He throws him in the back of his freaking truck and they drive off just some really cool shit going on over there. Um, you have a cool little, uh, feud with, uh, Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale from, uh, Chase university. There was a cool little segment with, with them. Um, you know, is there going to, the title match is actually going to be next week, um, between Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale. I think that's a cool little, I think that's a good, perfect, uh, you know, first opponent for Tiffany Stratton, you know, for Thea Hale, you know, Thea Hale, she's been in a lot of cool segments with, with, with Chase University. You know, I don't think losing this match is going to do any harm to Thea Hale because she's done a lot of cool stuff in NXT. It's not like she, she's been a freaking jobber. She's been a freaking, you know, a freaking schmuck, <laughs> you know, freaking like Mustafa Ali, like just gets a freaking wins a battle royal just out of the blue when this dude's been losing in nonsensical two to three minute matches every fucking week. You know what I mean? So, so you got that, like they had a little pep rally. Cause obviously that's the shtick chase university and stuff. Yeah, right, right. Um, just, yeah, man, freaking Tiffany just does. She plays that arrogant heel. So freaking well, like everything's about yeah. her. She's the pretty blonde. And I just, I fucking love that shit. And that's at Tiffany Stratton as of right now has done very, very well with this title reign, you know, as short yeah. as it is, but still very solid start with that. Um, but yeah, so some negatives, man, you know, there was, you know, Mustafa Ali, he played what a special guest referee didn't really click for me. It was between what it was between Wesley and Tyler Bade. And I believe Mustafa Ali was the special guest referee. Um, and then Dana Brooke was, I believe in a match and she was, she was actually cheered or Cora Jade was cheered. The heel was being cheered for putting Dana Brooke on a stretcher because People just do not like Dana Brooke right now. I don't know if because she's just that boring. Because I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, listen, I understand Dana Brooke is has been has been non-existent. She's been irrelevant. But like, I don't know, man. Like, your booing was supposed to be a baby face. Like, I don't know how good of a look that is when when a baby face is getting taken off of the stretcher, and you legit have like you have thank you Cora chance echoing as freaking. You know, Dana Brooke is being taken on a fucking stretcher. Like, it's just weird to yeah. me. Um, That's not good. So those are just, yeah, those those are just some negatives there. But yeah, I mean, look, overall, the show was fine. You know, NXT, again, this was one of their better shows. I think they needed this show over the last several weeks. It's just gotten a really bad rap with, with just Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali and all these random main roster talents just coming out of the blue and getting more of the limelight as opposed to more of the NXT talents. But they needed this type of show. It was a nice, consistent little show. Um, and the main roster talent got exposure. 
for the most part, outside of the whole Dana Brooks shtick that I just mentioned, but Baron Corbin, and it highlighted people like Carmelo Hayes in that segment and, and everybody else. So, I, so this was a show that you know I can get on board with, and I can say that was pretty damn solid and consistent. So, before we end things, Brian, your final thoughts um, in regards to all of that, like I mentioned in the show. I know you're going to go watch the show later on whenever you do, but your thoughts in regards to everything I mentioned about. Yeah. I mean, I've been on board with Tiffany Stratton. Um, I'll definitely have to check out the, the Baron Corbin, Carmelo Hayes um, promo. Um, I've spoken about my, you know, thoughts on Corbin down there and, you know, should he be having the title match? No. Um, No, but whatever. Uh, So yeah, overall I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, And I, you know, I, I gave my comments about the, the Braun breaker stuff. I mean, he, he should have been up after Carmelo and yeah, to the, the idea of exposure for Braun, like doing it the way they're doing it with Seth coming down to NXT rather than vice versa. I don't think that necessarily helps out Braun or, or um, Seth Rollins. I mean, again, just with the whole idea with the title and the fighting champion. And so he's obviously not going to lose on NXT or if he did, then God, what a crock of shit that would be. Uh, So yeah, it's just one of those things where, I feel like it's it's like it shouldn't have to be pointed out. Like it almost writes itself, and yet here we are. Like you know, like you have to tell writers, you know, hey, let's or or Vince or Triple H or whoever, like hey, let's bring this guy up and then write him a storyline rather than this shit. But here we are, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely exactly. check it out. And and like I said, you know, over the past few weeks. Um, you know, and or months, I guess NXT has been one of the more consistently good to decent shows. You know, there, there hasn't been too many like total shitters for NXT, so they got that going for them. I appreciate that NXT. At least you're at least you're freaking consistent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And hey, they got it. And I'm looking at the television rating right now. It's been one of their highest ratings in quite some time. They. They oh, were nice. able to manage to get 773,000 uh, viewers uh, from last from this past Tuesday. That. So, and I guess Rollins could have, you know, a, a lot to do with I'm that. Sure I'm sure Seth had to play. I'm sure Seth did play a part of that, um, which again, I understand. And this is what I expected. I expected the rating to be slight, to, to be higher than normal. Yeah. Um, so... So I, again, no man. I understand. Well, though, there you go, James. Frickin' Braun Breaker got his exposure. So it, but again, guys, I, I get it. It's just that he's going to be debuting on the main roster. You can be giving him better exposure. I get it, man. He got exposed. He people people were introduced to Braun Breaker this past Tuesday. I completely acknowledge that. But we could be exposing and we could be introducing Braun Breaker to the crowd a in a much stage. better, captivating, intri- intriguing way. You know, it's just that that's all it is, man. So, hey, props to NXT. Let let me give a little cheer um, for for freaking NXT because that day you freaking I can't remember the last time they've been in the freaking in the 700 700, 700,000 freaking viewership in quite some time. So so it's good to see that, you know, because we we speak very highly about NXT. But again, does that stick to 700,000? Probably not. But, you know, that's just what NXT is, man. Um, yep. and just with AEW, 
And hell, man, freaking AEW is no, <laughs> they're nowhere further than that to be, <laughs> they're messing around freaking, I mean, Collision was freaking what, 816,000? Freaking NXT this week was right on their tail. Yeah. That tells you, a, a, a developmental brand, right? You know, that's just, it yeah, tells you everything absolutely. you need to know it, it, as a whole. Um, but yeah, man, just to kind of close it out with this last remark, I said at the top of the show, I'm going to say it now, you know. These segments from AEW, these shows, Collision, yeah, were they fun in the moment? Sure. But fun can only get you so far. You know, it's captivation, intrigue, and investment is where AEW needs to get from their audience. And if they don't have that, then they're going to stay exactly where they are right now. So thank you guys once again for tuning into another episode of Rootless Talk. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this new different style of uh, of this episode, you know, kind of, you know, talking a little bit of everything. You got Dynamite, Collision, and NXT. So if you guys like this type of style format where we're not entirely going through the entire show, but, you know, sprinkling a little bit of feuds and matches, you know, that, you know, we're, that people are talking about, that people are intrigued. So if you like this style, let yeah. us know. We will do more of this stuff and we will do more of it for this Saturday when we talk Monday Night Raw as well as Friday Night SmackDown. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that this coming Saturday. We will talk all of that, all of the segments, all the feuds and all the matches that people are talking about and that the people want to hear us talk about. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for always watching every episode for always tuning in every week make sure you guys follow us on our social medias make sure you join our facebook group and make sure you follow us on instagram and tiktok that is ruthless underscore talk we are slowly scratching the surface i want to say it now 800 that's right 850 followers we're right on the cusp of that and we are on the cusp of 300 followers on tiktok so thank you to everybody nice. who has followed those platforms and coming across this uh this podcast for the first time welcome we're happy to have you and and, you know, we appreciate you guys being a part of the community. So once again, make sure you guys stay tuned for Saturday. That is the next episode. We will talk Monday Night Raw and SmackDown in the same style of format. And of course, we will give you guys our top five wrestlers of the week. And that is pretty much it. So, Brian, I'll let you finish it off, man. Your final thoughts before we end this. Yeah, man. Uh, just, you know, going to obviously continue to to watch all these shows because that's what that's what I do, man. Um just got, we, we, we can't get worse, right? We can only get better, right? You would think, right. You would think that it can't get yeah. any worse, man. That's the you know, again. You got punk, you got the summer, the summer's here, SummerSlam, Forbidden Door, whatever, the Wembley show, like get your shit together, people. <laughs> get it together, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, hey, look, at the end of the day, look, as wrestling fans, you know, people like me and you, Brian, like, look, we're not going anywhere. You know, we love yeah. this. We love professional wrestling. We'll always love professional wrestling. You know, we're fans. We're not going to just give up on it, you know. But and, and it's the fact that we tune in out of two things. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. It's habit and it's hope. And as of yeah. right now, that's all we got is <laughs> just habit and hope. That's going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody. <laughs>